The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, new friends. I'm Jackie Schimmel, philanthropist, motivational speaker, glowing wife, animal rights activist, and a shoulder to cry on. Not really. I'm a crazy bitch, but a hoot and a half. If you haven't listened to my podcast, The Bitch Bible, brace yourself, pour yourself a stiff drink, and get ready to laugh your ass off or cry. Make sure you subscribe yourself to The Bitch Bible Podcast right now. You're going to effing love it. Hi guys, it's Gabby and welcome to What's Gabby Cooking in Quarantine. If you're new here, I'm Gabby. I'm the founder of What's Gabby Cooking, a best-selling author and now podcast host. What's Gabby Cooking in Quarantine is your one-stop shop for all your food and cooking related questions. We'll be talking tips and tricks, how to store food, how to put together meals based on what's in your pantry and so much more. I'm also highlighting super cool companies at the end of every episode so we can support small businesses in the food world. So let's get right into it. This is What's Gobby Cooking in Quarantine. All right, guys. Happy Monday. Let's hop right into it. Lots to discuss. Here we go. Hi, Gobby. My name's Shannon. I'm calling from Virginia Beach, Virginia. I have a question for you about using herbs. I have an herb garden that I'm currently growing. I have basil, rosemary, cilantro, mint. So I'm kind of like running out of ideas on what to do with my herbs. I'm kind of just always using guacamole for the cilantro or caprese salad for the basil. And I'm kind of looking for some ideas um, to spice up my you know, cooking game and to use some fresh herbs. Thanks so much. Bye. Hi, Shannon. Okay, great, great question. I just spent the weekend planting my herb garden. Everybody, please keep your fingers crossed. I would like to keep it alive for more than four weeks this time. (laughs) Okay, so here's the thing with herbs. We've talked about it before. I know everyone is probably going to guess I'm going to say make the cilantro vinaigrette, make the basil vinaigrette. Both are on my blog. They're incredible. The links for them are below. You can also make the salsa verde. But let's talk about other ways to use herbs just in general. So besides a vinaigrette, you could make it into a pesto. Pestos freeze really well. You can make a cilantro pesto. You can make a basil pesto. You can add thyme into either one of those and you can freeze them ice cube trays like the huge. It would be delicious. Thyme, if you have thyme, is one of my favorite herbs to use in dessert, actually, oddly enough. There's a recipe in my new cookbook for a blackberry thyme cobbler. It's incredible and you should absolutely make it. Another thing thyme is really great for is putting it in cocktails. So there's some recipes on my site, like the strawberry lillet thyme spritzers. Those are incredible. It just gives like a nice little herbaceous finish. Basil, mint, those are also both incredible in cocktails or tea. If you wanted to brew it up into some tea, that would be amazing. Thinking outside the box, if you had a ton of rosemary and thyme, you could chop it up fresh off the vine, add it to any sort of roasted potato. That would be incredible. You could fold it into a vinaigrette. You could use your mint to make ice cubes. That would be amazing. Or remember when Ben Jacobson was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, you could make some infused salts, which I actually think was the best project to do right now because it just feels right. Make a rosemary salt, make a thyme salt. Those things you can keep forever. You just basically dry out the herbs, blend them into a salt and then like pulse them. And so they're really fine. Those would be my like delicious and creative ways to use herbs right now. But I'm going to link basil vin, the salt, cilantro vin, the salsa verde, all the stuff we just talked about below because it's summer and our herb gardens are hopefully all thriving. 
Hi, Gabby. This is Jordan, and I'm calling you from Pennsylvania. I hope this finds you and Thomas still doing well. My good friend is turning 30 and was supposed to be in Costa Rica for her birthday and said she'd like a virtual cooking class, and I volunteered to organize. I thought I'd ask a pro for cooking suggestions. I would like a recipe that is relatively easy and allows for multiple substitutions since they won't know what everybody has in their kitchen. Any ideas? Appreciate the help. Hi, Jordan. Okay, so I feel like we should do something with a little bit of a Costa Rica vibe. When we were in Costa Rica a handful of years ago, the food was actually incredible. Like, I didn't know Costa Rica was known for their food, but it was it was amazing. I will say they're known for their beans. They have rice at every meal. There were a ton of fruit salsas, which leads me to say, I think what the birth, I'm saying we, because I now I'm involved in this (laughs) and I expect photos. I think we should do tacos. So I think you can come up with a recipe. I'll put the recipe below for like a very simple fish taco. If someone in the group doesn't like fish, you could easily substitute this with chicken and you basically will saute up a little fish or a little chicken or a little beef. You can serve that with beans. People can make their own black beans. I'll put the recipe for that below. You can make some rice, maybe the cilantro rice on my website or in my cookbooks would be a great addition to that. And then what I feel like is going to make it super authentic to Costa Rica. When we were there, we would get like a fruit salsa basically at every meal. So whether it was a strawberry salsa, a mango salsa, a pineapple salsa, it had this like incredible brightness that just finished whatever it was we were being served. And all of that stuff, it has so much room for substitutions and alterations depending on people's dietary preferences, all that. So I feel like that would be a fun thing to do via Zoom. Everyone can make their own tacos, hang out, and then sit down and enjoy a meal virtually. I think that would actually be really special. So I'll link all these recipes below and happy early birthday to your friend. And you are an incredible person for putting that on. Hi, Gabby. It's Megan from Guilford, Connecticut. I hope you're well, sweetie. Um, I'm just calling because I have fresh ginger and I've left it out probably for three days and it looks like it's shriveling up. Was I supposed to put that in the fridge? (laughs) Just let me know uh, if you could. Thanks. Bye. Hi, Megan. Okay, so I'll be honest with you. I leave my ginger on the counter with my garlic just sitting out. I also go through it fairly fast, but yes, it definitely shrivels up. And I think I lose a little bit of the moisture that comes with it. So there are lots of different ways that people will tell you to store it. Anything from like putting it in a jar with vodka or wrapping it in a paper towel. I've never tried the vodka thing. I think that's odd. But what I like to do if I bought a big knob and I'm only going to use half of it or something and I want to make it last for as long as possible. And I'm actually thinking I will store it unpeeled in a resealable plastic bag or like a Tupperware with, that's it. Cut, not cut, not peeled. I will, if I've cut part of it, I'll like blot the top of it with a little bit of water just so it has a little bit of moisture covering that area. That of course will dry out, but that's, it's okay. The rest of it's going to be fine. So that would be my go-to storage for ginger. And now I'm thinking about all the ginger on my counter. And as soon as we're done with this podcast, I will go do the same thing. So it lasts a little bit longer. Hey, Gabby, this is Katie from Boston. I have couple of different questions. So feel free to answer them (laughs) in any form that you would like. But the first is I've been listening to some of the podcasts that you've been on. And I was really interested to know if you are thinking or have ever thought of doing other shows rather than just like on the Food Network, like Top Chef. Also, really loved how honest and everything you were on all of the podcasts and how 
informational you've been with everything that you've been doing. Something that I've been curious about is the CSAs. I haven't done one myself, but I have done a lot of research on it. And just curious if that has made you a more dynamic cook, if it's improved your cooking and different things like that. Really, what do you find in the value of it as opposed to just like getting different fruits and vegetables. So just curious about your thoughts there. And also, are we going to ever get a Thomas's family tuna noodle casserole? I heard that on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, and I was really interested about it. And it hasn't resurfaced, but I'm definitely curious. So sorry for sort of the random assortment of questions, but love everything that you've been doing. All the podcasts that you've been on are amazing. The founders don't keep your day job and really loving all of your content lately. Hope you have a great day. Thanks so much. Bye. Hi, Katie. Okay. So one thing I'm going to say before I answer all these questions is you guys know I'm an open book. So if you ever want, like, I'm just down to answer anything. I'm so thrilled that you call with your questions. I love sharing all my knowledge. I try and be as informational and transparent as possible whenever I'm doing other people's podcasts or anything. So just so you know, nothing is off limits. Thank you for these questions. And if anyone needs anything, I am a DM away. Okay. Let's pound through these. One, cooking shows. When I was 21, when I graduated college, all I wanted was a Food Network show. I applied to be on Next Food Network star probably 1,010 times. Uh, I was never accepted. So at the beginning of my career, that's all I wanted was a traditional cooking show on the Food Network. After that clearly didn't happen and I started doing my own like cooking episodes on Snapchat and Instagram and all that kind of stuff, I kind of shifted what I would have done on TV to a little bit more of a travel-related show, something where you're going around the country or the world and highlighting makers from all different walks of life and collaborating with them to make incredible content. That would be amazing. We pitched that to many networks. Travel cooking related shows are insanely expensive to produce. So that didn't happen. So it really, I mean, if we did do a show right now, I would want it to be really special. Like I would want to highlight other people. I would want to have people on who have different messages than I do. And I think I said this a couple, I said this last week or maybe it was last weekend or something on an Instagram post where we got kind of into things. Food brings people together. And I think ultimately that's my message here at What's Gotta Be Cooking. Like food brings everyone together around this virtual table. So if we were to do a show, it would need to encompass that vibe because I think that's what the world needs right now. Okay. CSAs. What is the point of them? Has it helped me like outside of sending fruits and vegetables? I think so. I mean, I am a creature of habit. I go to the grocery store and I buy like the same kind of vegetables all the time because I love my recipes with them. But getting a CSA has been incredible because it's forced me to cook with things that I don't normally cook with and be creative. And you'll see some of these recipes coming to what's got to be cooking in the near future. And on top of that, outside of being forced to be creative, I get to support all these cool small business owners and farmers in Southern California that, you know, the farmer's markets aren't as popular as they were used to be before quarantine. So like, I love that I get to support their businesses as well. So if you guys haven't checked them out, I would suggest just Googling CSA with your zip code and seeing what's available near you. I think it's an incredible way to get more comfortable cooking vegetables and trying other fruits, especially right now when it's like just ganga season in terms of like produce. It's just, the this is my favorite time of year in case you couldn't tell. And lastly, Katie, the tuna noodle casserole. Yes, we can put that on the blog. I will get the recipe from Thomas's mom. I feel like it's not really a summer recipe, so maybe it'll go up in the fall on Web Scobby cooking because it feels like a little bit more of a comforting, like 
after school you make for your kids kind of dinner. So stay tuned. That is coming. Just you wait. All right, guys, I'm so pumped to share this next company with you. A lot of people have recommended it to me over the last two weeks on Instagram. So clearly it's amazing. We just ordered three bags of coffee from them. If you are a coffee lover, prepared to be obsessed. It's called Black and Bold. And you can shop normally or you can subscribe and get like a different coffee every month or two months or whatever you want. The guys who founded it pledged 5% of their profits to initiatives that are aligned in sustaining youth programming, enhancing workforce development and eradicating youth homelessness, which is in and of itself amazing. So they're doing all this stuff to give back to their communities and also producing an incredible product. So check them out. Their website is blkandbold.com. Order some coffee gift it to people for Father's Day, graduation gifts. I know it's graduation over. I don't even know. Like, just buy it. It's incredible. Thomas is very excited about it. They have light, medium, dark roast. You name it. You're not going to go wrong with these guys. All right, that's it for today's What's Gobby Cooking in Quarantine episode. Be sure to tune in for new episodes on Mondays and Thursdays. If you have any questions you want answered, give us a call at 1-888-338-4429 and leave me a voicemail. Or if you know a super cool small company that you want to be highlighted, let me know in the voicemail as well. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you're using to listen and follow along with What's Gobby Cooking on Instagram and Twitter. And for more recipes, check out my website, whatscobbycooking.com. See you guys very soon.